1: Presented by AT and T. Connecting changes everything. Kaboom!
2: If you thought four hours a day, twelve hundred minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last
4: remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with
2: Ben Maller starts
4: right now.
2: In the air everywhere. Welcome in to another Fifth Hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio. Ta-da! Is this the last
4: Sunday of the regular NFL season?
2: Don't say that, Danny. I don't want to hear that, Danny. Well, (laughs) You you never know. Maybe they'll add more games or something like that. But it is the last scheduled Sunday for the National Football League, which is not terrible news because, Danny, you know what happens when we get to the playoffs. That's always fun. And then after the playoffs, the silly season. We love the silly season. Every day there's a new crop of bullshit. This is Bob. I'm ready to bring the gas that the insiders make up because they make their living making up bullshit, and <laughs> we love it. And we get to break down the bullshit, whether we believe it or not. It's so much fun, so much fun, and we have that yeah. to look forward to after the playoffs are done. Who won the
4: NFL Bookham last year?
2: I believe Eddie. I think Eddie won last okay. year. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we have that's right. We have the Bookham to look forward to. Uh, as well. But right now we have a bunch bunch of random emails that are between hay and grass.
3: That's my duck.
2: Not easily categorized uh, and they're all over the map. That's the one of the things we love about the the mailbag. You never know what you're going to get. Now if, you, if you're new to the podcast and we based on the numbers there're actually some new people listening, God bless you. Uh, thank god for that and if you want to join the the mailbag we have a lot of the same people that email us every week but we also have new people we'd love to hear new voices if you'd like to be part of the fun we'd also love to hear old voices wink wink nudge nudge some of the people that used to email us all the time you never know what happened you wonder like some of these people would email us every week and then they stopped emailing us are they okay did they did we say something to offend them racist did they have a medical condition like you never know it's it's the weird thing about that but but anyway, uh we uh, we were uh, we're ready to go here with the podcast. You want to email me, you can do it right now. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait. Real fifth hour at gmail.com, real fifth hour at gmail.com. Anyway, are you ready for this,
4: Danny? Are you prepared? Yeah, strike up the band for Ask Ben two It's in the band
2: guy ohio al i feel like this whole show musically we we need a tip of the cap to our buddy ohio al he's provided us not only the mailbag but he's added you heard it yesterday pop goes the culture all right the first one's from barry in nashville he says yo yo ma benny and danny help enlighten all of us why do callers after waiting for hours on hold they finally get on the air and they speak with you, and then they they ask to go back on hold. This makes no sense to me, Barry says. There are many ways to listen to the show. Doing it on hold seems the least attractive. Why are these numbskulls asking to go back on hold? So there's a few reasons for that, Barry. First of all, I disagree with your statement that being on hold is the least attractive way to listen. I, I would say no, because you actually get to hear the unfiltered edition of the show. Yeah. There's a lot of things that don't get broadcast that get dumped because people have potty mouths and we can't broadcast it on terrestrial radio. And some stuff doesn't even make the podcast because we have to cut it out of the podcast. You get to hear the, the in its raw state
0: here on Fact Sports Radio.
2: God, radio, Callie G. <laughs> So there's that. And as far as why people would ask to go back on hold, sometimes it's because they're out of radio reception. The only way they could hear the show is on the phone. Other times, I don't know, like Jed who fled. I don't know what's on with that guy, but uh, there's reasons for it. Like sometimes maybe they can't talk at that moment. They think they'll be able to talk a little bit later. There's there's things like that, right, Danny?
4: Yeah. I also think some listeners like to listen in real time because there's obviously a delay on affiliates as well as the Fox Sports Radio app.
2: Yes. Yeah, for sure. There's a very long delay. Not quite as long as there used to be, but I was there when the big delay came And We always had a delay, but we freaked out. Everyone in radio freaked out years ago. Has it been 20 years since Janet Jackson showed her boobies, or has it only been like 15 years? I don't know. My ass feels so good right now. We just keep adding years on. But that Super Bowl in Houston, uh, Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson, when you saw a little nipple, and apparently no one had ever seen a nipple before, and uh, up close and personal, and that led to all kinds of uh, systems being put in, and it was like a big, uh, big shit show for every radio broadcaster and television broadcaster. Although it's impossible. I've tried to do it, Danny. You cannot show a nipple on the radio. It's impossible there's no nip slippage on the radio it's never happened before
4: i'm pretty sure genie
2: and medford did it
0: i have a satin nightgown on <laughs> well
2: genie gave you everything she gave you the full monty but uh, anyway uh so that's the answer to that next up is on the mailbag steve in philadelphia he says hey guys uh, ben i heard Heard your meltdown the other day during one of your award-winning Maller monologues. Uh, you seemed uh, genuinely upset. How did you continue and uh, finish the monologue? Well, Steve, I think you're referencing, if I'm correct on this, uh, there was a bit of a walking disaster. This happens every once in a while, Danny, on the, on the show. Uh, we have a lot of moving parts, and it's – in the, in the overnight, we do a lot of different features and bits and, and whatnot, and sometimes we have new people that come on the show. Roberto was under the weather one night, and so we had the new guy. And I don't play a lot the of. This guy audio. seems like he's really on top of things. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's quite the guy. He's been in radio for a while, and um, but you know, we all we all have hiccups. You know, we all fart twenty five times a day or whatever. So, so, <laughs> So anyway, I, I I don't usually play a lot of sound in the monologues. Now the way this works, I produce the monologues. I produce that part of the show, so I get all the audio. Any audio that we play, I have to track down. I have to log it. It's a big pain in the ass, and I spend a lot of time getting ready for the show. And it's just another thing I have to do. And so, yeah. but I I, I I I log the audio, and then I will send it, and then the editors will actually cut it up. But I'll be the one that says I need this. 15-second soundbite, or I need a 17-second soundbite. So every once in a while, there'll be something already in the system. But most of the time, it's stuff I track down. right? So that's how that works, just inside inside radio. So I, for some reason, I was feeling frisky on Wednesday, and I decided, you know, there's a lot of good soundbites from different people in the NFL. I would like to incorporate those into my monologues rather than me just pretend to be them and read the quote. So I did, and now in fairness, in my defense, Danny, at the time I did it, I was under the assumption Roberto was going to be on the show. Uh. And I didn't get the message until after I had sent the the audio in to be cut up for the show that Roberto was under the weather and he wasn't going to be able to come in. But I figured I'd wasted all this time. I'm some dim-witted idiot. I wasted all this time. I might as well use the audio anyway. I mean, how hard could it be? And, uh, and obviously as you, if you listen and I guess this guy in Philly, Steve did, it did, it was very awkward. Uh, there's no other way around it. It was not Kumbaya. Uh, it was not a Kuna Matata. It was, uh, now
4: what, what was the disconnect? Did he not know
2: where the audio was to be found or? Well, no, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what happened. Uh, I was, I, you know, everyone saw, I blow my gasket and, uh, and I'm human talk. And I got a little upset because I tossed to the sound bite and then there's like a like a 10 second pause, which you oh, don't no. want. You don't want that. That's a bad sign. That's oh, dead air. But I figured if I start talking, maybe he'll play it. I don't want to start talking because I'll talk over it. So then he he finally played it, but it was the wrong bite. It was not the bite I had sent in that I had spent all this time logging. It was a different bite. It was a shorter bite. So then I thought, okay, that must be a mistake. So why don't we throw to it again? Let's play the full bite. So so then I'm like, well, let's play the full bite. That was a mistake, Dave. That was a tactical error on my part because yeah. there was another, like, five-second delay, and I'm bracing myself. I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I'm starting to get worked up like a volcano, right? And I'm getting, I'm getting pissed off because, I'm, you know, I'm the one. Nobody knows what's going on behind the scenes. They just know I'm the one on the air. And uh, so – five seconds go by, which seemed like 10 minutes. And then the soundbite plays and it's the same exact soundbite that we just played that I just complained about. Oh! So at that point, I, uh, I, I, I just, uh, I lost it, but, but then I composed myself and, and I was able to finish it, Steve. So yeah, I mean, there, there've there been many more screw ups than that. We've had some, un- I mean, the, the the most famous one of them all is when I was doing the update and the Royals are having their problems on the road. And then we played, I was sabotaged on that. So, yeah, that was an Art Martinez special. Artie Martinez, the great Art Martinez, who who's to this day said, What well, my fault? You know, I just played the sound bite. But uh, anyway, so that's what happened on that.
4: But Coop was in there and he fixed everything, right? Let's move on.
2: Uh let's see what do we have here? Uh Pierre from the hot stove counting all the zeros on Rafael Devers' contract. Yeah, congratulations. You can watch Rafael Devers and the Red Sox finish around 500 every year for the next 11 years. Uh and uh Pierre says, Ben, how surprised were you and the misses when Daddy G and Mrs. Tinderoni asked you to be the godparents of the future little Raider. Very funny. A uh, very funny Pierre. I'm sure there's a lot of jockeying, right, Danny, for that title, for those kind of things, right? There's a lot of movement going on behind the scenes and family trying to to sway you and, and the wife there. Am I correct on that?
4: Well, you know, it's funny you should ask about that because when I first broke this news on our podcast, you mentioned you being a godfather. I talked to my Tinderoni about that, and she said, don't we have to be Catholic for that? Nah, no, I'm not Catholic either. What are you doing? Come on,
2: no. And I told her, I'm like
4: Ben is Ben is every religion.
2: Exactly, I represent all people, all sects of religion. Uh, now, born Jewish, of course, but uh, you know that's whatever. You know, hey, uh, it's a ceremonial thing anyway, right? What else? I don't even know what else goes into that. Is there like actual stuff that go. If you're the Godfather, I think it would be funny though. I say, I'm the, you know the Godfather. But, yeah, I can oh, add I my nicknames you know and I'd be like I'd be a legitimate godfather because I'd be le- like the godfather of uh you know the f- future uh you know whatever uh, you know Jimmy G radio or whatever is uh, yeah godfather. whatever we decide on his name I christen you as the godfather there you go say there you're right you're absolutely right Pierre good job by you
3: there's no distance too far for the perfect trip
1: hi checking in for
3: or the perfect table
2: He says, I have to second uh, that guy Pete in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, last week. You really should quit bullying Bobby, he says. Well, how dare you? Uh, what's the quickest you've seen someone give up on a New Year's resolution, assuming anyone you uh, you know actually tries dumb New Year's resolutions, uh, he says, uh, and also go ahead and give us the second half of the nicknames. We're all dying to hear them. Uh, says says our friend from uh, Fullerton Mike from Fullerton so i don't i don't make new year's resolutions uh, am i am trying to think uh, nothing really pops in my head i guess it would be like hey i'm not going to drink and then you start drinking right at like 1201 you start taking a shot or something like that but <laughs> any anything pop in your head there danny when it comes to failed new year's resolutions
4: well, yeah, it's something that uh, was talked about on Covino and Rich a couple of afternoons ago. Did you hear about the story about Equinox?
2: No, what was it? The- They're like a
4: luxury gym. Yeah. Okay, Dave decided to not accept new membership applications on New Year's Day. They do not want people who are making it their New Year's resolution to work out. Oh come on! Right. What you now doing? this is either to get publicity and to you know this is it's either a marketing strategy or they really are pissed about people that just come in and then quit immediately and muck it up for their regulars.
2: Yeah, this is the dumbest thing. This is like McDonald's saying we've decided we don't want to sell Big Macs right now. We're going to take a couple of months off from selling the Big Macs. This if if I only owned- well, no, it would be like them saying if you're only coming for the McRib. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Because you're a
4: seasonal customer, bastard. Yeah. If you're only coming to get in the way of our drive-through for our Big Mac customer, because you're only in it for the McRib, we're not going to sell you a McRib.
2: No, but think about it. if we if we owned a gym, like you know Benny and Danny G's world-class, you know, twenty-four hour a day gym, some some bullshit gym. This is every year is a mitzvah. Because all these dumbasses sign up for the gym. And I know I go to the gym. I'm a loser. I go to the gym since my treadmill died a painful death when I moved into the North Woods, and still has not come back from the dead. So I have to go to the gym. And I know every January I see a bunch of new faces. And by usually early February, they're all gone. They're all gone. Maybe one or two stick around past mid-February by the time the Super Bowl is played. And, you know, because they don't have, they have the, they, they either don't know what to wear. They have the new gym clothes with the tag on it. The women are all dolled up with the makeup on. Like, what are you doing? Come on, you're at the damn gym, uh, that, that whole thing. So
4: do you want to hear their statement they put out on social media? Sure. We don't speak January, the company posted. January is a language we don't understand, the statement read. A fantasy delivered to your door in a pastel colored box. It talks about change. It wants you to start something when you should be in the middle of it. It thinks time is on its side. It's new. It needs a new outfit before it can begin. Stalling, shortcutting, giving up.
2: So so let me ask you this, Danny. What happens when the the marketing department gets a call from the accounting department saying, you know how much money we just lost because of this promotion?
4: Now, there was a little bit of a debate between CNR because I think it was Cavino who said maybe they're just trying to make it seem like they're so exclusive that that would actually drive more attention and more customers their way after this little January stunt is over. Because if it's exclusive, then more layman's want
2: it. Yeah, I, I know that's a flaw in human nature. It's like if you charge more, people think you're getting a better deal or something like that. Right, right. But, uh, eh. My argument would be the counter argument would be: by the time February comes, people are like, "Ah, oh, I'll just do it next year. I'll just go. I'll sign up for the gym next year." Yeah, this whole concept of time is a human invention. Like it's it's just. Come on! All right. Uh, so, I, and as far as the nickname thing, you know, Mike, I don't, I, I can't. I mean, people get upset when I do the nickname run. Oh God! You did this last week. I will. I, I only did half last week.
4: So that, I, it was more than enough.
2: So I will not tell you that I am known as the Baron of Balderdash, Big Gallbladder. Oh, you did that one last oh, week. Did, oh, oh, hold on a sec, here. Let me give you the other. I did this. I really. <laughs> I've yeah. I, I already forgotten. That's a, bad job. That's a bad sign, Danny. All right. The other half of my nicknames. Uh, here we go. Nobody will hear that. I am known as. The...
4: Everybody's going to hear that.
2: Oh, really? Oh, you'll edit that out. It's a podcast. It's not live. It's a podcast. I am known as the spin master of misinformation, the bantering broadcaster, the Beethoven of BS. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I don't know much. Curmudgeon of commentary. The chasm of sarcasm. Dude. He blew me off. At a hotel near LAX. What? Zar. How dare you. The czar of zany. Dark knight of weeknight sports radio. Coochie. Mogul of mischief. Please make it stop. No, no, it's not going to stop. Benny the brazen, king of zing, money ball Maller. I pity the fool that doesn't give me my burrito. Benny the bopper. Oh, yeah, back in my baseball days. Facetious fox. We're like Benny eating Whoppers. Sultan of insult and the shaman of shot jumping jack of wisecrack, insight of overnight, medicine man Maller. I'm a doctor. Nabob right? of negativity, the sage of outrage. Second Ben Maller. Pinnacle of cynical prince of preposterous professor of propaganda, hussar of hyperbole. It's and- over yet. No, no, no! And the Mad Hatter of sports chatter, and soon to be the Godfather. <laughs> like Benny it, the. God- we got to come up. If you guys want to suggest an, an official, I guess he would be the Gradio Godfather. The Gradio Godfather. We could come up with an. Uh, if you guys have an idea, oh. and we've got some very creative people, uh, Mike and Fullerton, Pierre, uh, our our guy Barry in Nashville, and so many other people uh, that are very creative. You want to come up with an idea for that? The honorary Godfather. We've self. Self-given myself that title, and Danny's giving me his blessing, so we're good on this. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up on the mailbag, Kevin in Kansas writes in. He says, I used to buy music on singles and albums. I even had a few 8-tracks, then came cassettes, the uh, CDs, and now downloads. Do you guys have a favorite form of listening to music through the years? So I don't really have the music gene that much. I love listening to music. I don't have a big music collection, Kevin. Although I do have fond memories of going to Tower Records. That was like the coolest thing, man. You felt like really – I'm like, I'm not cool at all, but I walked into Tower Records back in the day, and I felt like I was cool because that's where the cool people hung out, Tower Records, especially that one.
4: How about that Tower Records in Hollywood, that yeah. famous
2: location, remember? That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, I, yeah. Lived, I lived in Hollywood. I used to go up to Sunset. And that was like the legendary spot, like where like the big time musicians, you heard stories about like Elton John would go in there to buy his music, you know, and all this shit. Um, I had a friend who met Tupac in there and
4: I actually bought a Tupac I get around maxi cassette single
2: inside that very tower record store. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. But we're dating ourselves. But, yeah, that's my – my the thing that popped in my head, Kevin, when you brought that up, music in the past and buying music, tower records. That was the spot. And then they died because of, what, the internet, right? People just downloading music, and that was it? That was the death. Yeah,
4: of- Napster started it all. That was the
2: the downfall.
4: Any other music? File sharing and uh, – yeah, uh um, oh, boy, I met – we did a live broadcast there – Um in the late nineties with Mariah Carey. Good. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good fond memories of that location right there. Yeah. I mean, I love listening to music on vinyl still. And it's one of the reasons why vintage vinyl has made such a comeback because instead of that high digital audio sound with a lot of highs and mids, you get that warm analog based low end feel from vinyl and the crackling, the popping that sound that we heard when we were little kids, when our grandparents would be playing their vinyl records, yeah,
2: it's it's uh, it's all cool. I remember when I, you know, as a little kid, my mom had a record player and she'd play. She had, she bought like kid music, seat, you know, uh, a disc, and we'd play that. And anyway, uh, Jeff from Virginia writes and he says, uh, "Hey guys, who do you think gave Joe Buck the word on the five minute warm up? Does that come from a producer?" That's uh, that's a kind of a sporto question. It's a great controversy this week. Yeah.
4: yeah. You'd yeah. be screaming about it on the air if it did come from a producer.
2: <laughs> I would be throwing the producer under the bus. Uh creating a monster of course. Uh No, my theory on that and I did a monologue about it, Jeff. I don't know if you heard it, but it's a, it's really a good good story. It's a, it, the whole thing's a dark story by what happened. It's a terrible thing. That this guy had his heart stopped twice on the field. They had to give him CPR and resuscitate him. And you know, I mean, it's terrible. But that part of the story, the Joe Buck part is fascinating to me because the NFL, this guy, Troy Vincent, is swe- He swears, right? He's like, oh, no, I would never. I would never. We would never, as an NFL, uh, tell him five minutes to warm up. But watching that Monday night game, I don't know if you got the same vibe I did, Danny, but I, the vibe I got was Joe Buck was not in his element. He was very uncomfortable, as I would be. And he was really kind of going down in flames. He didn't say a lot. And when he spoke, he sounded like really shook up, as you would imagine. So my theory was he was waiting for someone to tell him what was going on. And then once they did that, he just kept repeating it. And so that's uh, he claimed, Buck, he did an interview with the New York Post And from what I read, he said that that rules expert on the broadcast is the guy that got the five-minute thing from the NFL, that they were given five minutes to warm up, and that came directly from the NFL rules expert who used to work for the league. And I don't believe the NFL at all because the NFL monitors these life – they monitor these broadcasts in real time, and it's all about name, image, and likeness. They want to protect the the brand – and Joe Buck, the first time Joe Buck said the five minute thing, if that was bullshoy or bull pucky, as our friend Jay Scoop likes to say, then the NFL would have corrected him and said, You can't say that. You take that back. He repeated it three other times in the hour and a half they were on the air. And as a result of that, uh, I'm, I'm, and also they showed Joe Burrow warming up.
4: Yeah. Like, why can't the NFL just say, you know what? It was a fluid situation. We were trying to figure it out as it was going on. I, I don't think anything's ever going to be perfect in a situation like that.
2: Yeah, they they can't admit that they screwed up. They can't admit that they uh, effed it up. There can't do, cannot do it, my man. Cannot I do it.
4: What was more uncomfortable for me watching was Susie Colber oh, <laughs> with uh, with her boys, uh, Shefty and uh, who you know. Yeah, and, and Booger, those two guys wanted to just shut it down. She was trying to move the conversation forward, and so Twitter attacked her as being cold.
2: Yeah, and th- th- there's no there's no good situation in that time because no matter what you say, it's not caring enough. It's not you know people are so sensitive about that. I'll give you a great example, Dan. You'll appreciate this. So. I had mapped the show out the other night when this happened, you know, and these are, you know, radio problems, who the fuck cares. But the way I do the show, I toss a bunch of stuff out. I try to come up with ideas. I'm, I'm spitballing different things I might want to talk about for that night. And you're, you're just jotting down some notes on what you want to talk about. And so some nights it goes by really quick. Other nights it takes forever. And there's just nothing really that you seem all that interested in on this night. It was like there's a lot of stuff that I really wanted to talk about. I was like, it's exciting. And then I'll do an hour on the NFL game, and I got these other stories I want to I want to rant about. Let it rip. And then I'm watching the Bengals and the Bills game, you know, living happily ever after there. And boom, this this play happens. And then I knew at that moment, once I saw the guy stand up, and it was like he fell over. I said, well, that's it. We're gonna do four hours on that. That's the story. Don't you know, bear, don't bury the lead, my man. And and so I, I shifted, but we're doing the show. We're doing serious, you know, we're doing updates throughout the overnight on what happened in Buffalo, if you're listening. And people are getting pissed off at me, Danny. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? We tune in for the jokes. We tune in for the, the, the laughs. You're, you're not supposed to be the serious guy. What's wrong? You know, I'm getting these messages, right? And I'm like, wait a minute here. Cause I've done a few of these shows over the years and sad stuff happens and things that are depressing. And, and so, you know, so far as we're talking here and nobody died in this incident, but somebody in the past has died. We've been on the air after accidents and I was on after the, the Kobe Bryant Mm -hmm. helicopter crash, for example, which was a, a devastating thing and you can't accommodate everyone But you try to do it professionally as a broadcaster, and people are ripping me. So here's the, the payoff on the story. So people are busting my balls. So I, for one minute, roughly on the broadcast, I told Eddie, I said, Eddie, do you have any heart attack jokes for the people that want to hear the jokes, right? Totally sarcastic. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. So now I got you piece of shit this guy's in the fucking hospital and you motherfuckers are, are doing uh, heart attack jokes. And it was like, I was totally, it was like tongue in cheek. I was like totally tongue in cheek. It was like one minute and uh, immediately
3: I'm getting assault.
4: You can't win.
3: Uh, you can't, you cannot win. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion lounge.
1: just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva, Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
2: Uh, next up, Angelina writes in. She says, hi, Ben and Daddy G. I like that name for him now. Daddy. Angelina says, I heard on last Saturday's podcast the couple's re-gift controversy. That's right. In which Ben did not show more excitement when it was presented to them. I am absolutely on the side uh, with with Ben. The the re-gift, which was said to be a couple's gift, was an espresso machine and clearly for his wife. That's right, Angelina. And should have been given to her. Uh, She says, I understand, Angelina. I understand Danny G's point that maybe there will be fewer Starbucks charges if it's used. But I totally agree with Ben that she will definitely still go there. (laughs) I speak from personal experience in buying one of those machines myself. I had expected to cut the bank charges, but I didn't end up using it once, Angelina says. I, I don't know why the people who gave the gift said it was a couple's gift, especially if they knew that Ben did not drink. Coffee says, love listening to you guys. Happy New Year. Well, thank you, Angelina. And I can't update the story here as uh, this is a podcast exclusive. No one else has this content, Danny. Hang on.
4: I'm going to have Marcel tweet this out.
2: Yeah, this is a global exclusive in-depth team coverage. I can confirm, despite that nice, shiny $300 espresso maker, my wife has gone back to Starbucks multiple times. So she's still... (laughs) Still enjoying Starbucks. Uh, There's that. Uh, Angelina says, uh, P.S. Nanny's comment a couple weeks back, I will happily, Angelina says, babysit baby G when you all make the pilgrimage to uh, Minnesota. Woo! -woo! Yeah. There you go. Come hang out there in Minnesota. Uh, Next up on the mailbag, Ozzy Waz writes in from Western Australia. I was just watching a show about Australia, and they did a—they mentioned the population and how little, how how few people live in Western Australia. And I thought of Ozzy Waz when I was watching this. I don't even remember what it was. It was something on the internet, YouTube or something like that. Anyway, uh, my mates Benny the Bopper and Daddy G, and yes, that nickname is staying a couple more. uh, And you can uh, catch Money Ball Maller. I played football on the gridiron for ten years. Ozzy Waz says here in Western Australia. And I will date myself here. I've been following the NFL for over 30 years. Oh, my God, 30 years. What are you, a dinosaur, Ozzy Woz? Anyway, uh, so anyway, he says, here we go. My favorite positions to play were tight end, fullback, uh, outside linebacker, and strong safety, never cared for the glory positions like quarterback or wide receiver. What was your favorite position to play? And uh, or you wanted to play. Well, yeah, I wanted to play tight end. I played offensive line. I played nose guard. I loved – the things I loved most – I was the fat guy on the team. I loved being on the goal line defense on – right in the middle when your job's to clog up the middle. I always thought that was fun. And I loved on offense, as the bell rings there, I loved on offense when they would run behind you and you were the tackle and when – And it it happened a lot when I was a freshman. I went downhill after that. But as my freshman year, I would open up uh, a hole because I was so much bigger than these little small kids on the defense. And I I would block somebody. And then I'd turn around and I'd see the running back, this guy Scott Seal. And he would run straight through. And there's nothing but daylight between him and the end zone. That's like the greatest feeling when you're playing on the offensive line. What about you, Danny?
4: Nice. Uh, I was definitely a bowling ball of a running back. Low center of gravity, big thick legs, not very tall, but definitely tough and could take a hit like Josh Jacobs. Early on when we were playing street football at Brown Elementary School, we would get into some drag out tackle football street games with kids in the neighborhood. And I would love it, man, when we would line up and we would have seven kids on one side, seven on the other. And my older brother played quarterback. He would hand me the ball and I would get that little opening that, like you said, you see the daylight, and when you step through that crease, you catch some elbows, but you got to keep your balance, and I would run straight into the end zone that we had some old baseball gloves set up 60 yards down the field uh, on one side and the other as the uh, end zones, and dude, that was the best
2: feeling, though, breaking away on a long run. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's it's. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't the one running, which is probably better. But so watching it, seeing it all unfold as you you make the as an, a lineman, you make the block, and then you see everything. It was just, it was uh, awesome, awesome at the time. All right, we got time for one more here, Danny, on the mailbag. Noah from Austin writes in. He says, uh, Big Ben and Danny G, what game show do you think you'd be uh, most and least successful at? Uh, ben, hoping uh, you're enjoying your new espresso maker. Yes, yeah, screw you. <laughs> Not there. I, you haven't called yet, Noah. Have you? It was a bad job by you. Aren't you supposed to call? You said you were going to start. Oh calling. yeah,
4: said he was going to be one of your New Year
2: callers. What the what the fuck? He hasn't called. Anyway, uh, game shows. What would you do? Well, uh, I I remember the old uh, well password. We play password. I think I'd do okay in that yeah. password. The word game of the stars. Uh, dominate Eddie at that game that beat down you mean that I gave you last night um the 64 thousand dollar pyramid which is not on anymore I think I'd do okay at that um remember the, let's make a deal I could do okay price is right I think I'd do okay at that one I don't know that I'd be very good at at uh, jeopardy I don't think that's my my wheelhouse on that and nothing like any of those reality sh- like game shows where you have to do physical shit I don't do that what about you Danny
4: well my tinderoni might not like this answer Ben but I think blind date <laughs> the Rico Suave no I mean because I would go on the show dominate I could tell the chick right off the bat look I don't want anything serious I'm going to be honest with you and then when they would be doing the interview portion with her the cutaway she'd be like I really like his honesty and you know just smack that booty around a little bit and not have any strings attached.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. That never worked for me when I was, ah, you know, I don't want anything serious. They, I think you gotta be like really good looking to pull that off. I think you do. Cause if you're average looking or ugly women are like, no, I don't want anything to do with you. What are you talking about? But if you're, if you're attractive and uh, they're okay, you know, it's reasonable. There nah, he's he brings up a good point, you know, casual. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll get out on that note. Danny, uh, thank you again. I will be back tonight in the magic radio box, slaying down quarter hours one at a time. Hopefully no audio glitches. So we've got that to look forward to. Anything going on in your world this final Sunday of the NFL regular season?
4: This is my one day off of the week. Watch some NFL football, eat some nachos, and then like have some grapes or something like that. So I can offset all the junk food with some healthy food.
2: Yeah, and you got to keep us posted, Danny, and because uh, I always hear stories. My wife uh, would tell stories, and and friends uh, over the years have told stories. Like when women are pregnant, there's like certain odd foods they often crave, right? So, what will uh, the little bug in the oven there uh, for Danny G? Uh, what will his uh, his son to be named later? What 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 kind of foods do you think your son's gonna crave there in the in the yeah. in and out? She oh. keeps saying,
4: God, I want an In-N-Out burger, right? And she doesn't eat burgers, but she's been craving iron. So she's like, I want a burger, and I don't even like burgers. So we found ourselves at the In-N-Out drive-thru a few times already, so it's really strange to watch her eat a hamburger. <laughs> On the In-N-Out burger, she's like, extra pickles.
2: Oh, I go, no pickles. I'm not, <laughs> I want nothing to do with that. Uh, sorry, yeah. Ernie. Sorry, Ernie and Alfie, you Piner I want nothing to do with those. No, no, no. Sour. She's like, I'm not
4: craving sweets. I'm craving savory and sour. So she wants burgers, pickles, raspberries, grapes, stuff like that.
2: Oh, okay. All right. Well, there you go. We'll find out. Maybe the kid will be coming out with a – he's got the Raider hat on and a double-double in his hand. Yeah, some fries, (laughs) animal style. (laughs) All right. All right. We'll get out of here. Have a great day. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Tell a friend, tell a friend, and we
0: will catch you next time. Later, skater. Got a murder. Got to go.